They're bros. They're dads. One is Big Ball Sack Harry J. Riley. The other is Cautionary Tale Philip Kopsinski. Welcome to Bro Dads. Wait, no, I'm not ready. Oh, shit. Nah, I'm ready. I'm ready. All What's right. up, you scallywags? All right. One week off. Welcome to Bro Dads. Welcome the, to Bro Dads. It's a, it's a podcast with myself, Philip Kapsinski, and Harry J. Riley. Uh, you feeling better? Yes. Feeling great, man. I uh, I don't know what happened, man, but fell asleep <laughs> and then woke up at 3 to a message of you saying 3.30. And I was like, there's no way I can make this. Wait. So you just had like a Rip Van Winkle disease? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I, dude, I thought oh you had like the flu or something. You're like, oh, I just Rip Van Winkled out, dude. I just uh, yeah, I was um I was sick that uh, I had the naps. I, I was <laughs> I was I wasn't feeling well that that night. Uh, sometimes uh, you know I'll just be sitting and just watching television. All of a sudden, I'm like this don't feel right. Oh, I'm going to bed. And then I just woke up at like three, and then I was like, hmm, I, "I still have uh, the sickness funk on me. There's no way I'm going to get over there um, being in this um, time frame." There is a, it's like water and sleep are really down. I like I, I way downplayed. I should be drinking way more water. Oh yeah, I should man, be getting way too. more sleep. Yeah, <laughs> man. I, my sleep, dude, my sleep is like it's funny because it'll be like seven o'clock and I'll be like, oh, I'm gonna sleep so good tonight, and then ten o'clock comes around and I'm like, what are we gonna do? Yeah. What the, what do we dude? I was uh, I was uh, had a nice uh, weekend at, uh, Saturday night. I was at the casino. My Ooh. wife, very classy time. Yeah. Did anybody <clears throat> accosted this time? No, she went to. This is a crazy thing. She went to bed at like. 10 like we had an event had dinner with people and then it was like okay good night time for and she's like at 10 o'clock she's like nom, 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 time for sleep. <laughs> i'm like you know and i'm in bed like like buzzing yeah. like you know it's like i'm like like if i had long hair the static electricity <laughs> would just be like coming out i'm like this is when it starts though <laughs> man shauna is Shauna should be one of those people that should just be like, time for bed, go to bed. Mm -hmm. She, and, I, I, and I've not told this to her face because she listens and I've gotten in trouble before <laughs> for talking. <laughs> but uh, um, she you means she listens to the podcast. Yeah, she listens to this podcast and <laughs> she listens to the last one. She's like, oh, you don't want me to help you with your career? Fine, I won't help. I'm like, that's not what I was saying. I was, and I was trying to tell her, what I was trying to say, and she just wasn't having it. And we awkwardly ate our Outback steaks. Um, <laughs> but she, Shauna has a hard time. Nine o'clock. Don't do anything. Don't, no activity is getting done after nine with Shauna. You can take her to a concert. You can take her to a metal concert with fucking guards out there spitting blood on her and shit. And she will still be... Oh, just falling off. Yeah. So I tell her, I say, I say, hey, um, go, nine o'clock, just, just just go to bed. You yeah. know, yeah. don't what, what are you? Why? You're, you're losing this battle. 
I've known you for 13 years. You've lost this battle every night for 13 years. And she would go, I got it. She would want to watch like a, a show or something like 830. I'm like, mm, two. She's like, no, I got it. And then as soon as you press play, you look over, she's fucking gone. Just, just. <laughs> and, uh, and she'd do it in movie. She'd do it in movie theaters. And she should just take Amanda's advice. You know your you know your hard time. Just yeah. give up, <clears throat> dude. When we went to Vegas, Amanda was going to bed at like eleven thirty, oh. and I was that was driving me crazy because I was like, <laughs> I was like, no, 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 you, we don't sleep here. Yeah, oh, we found man. pills in the room. We gotta see what they do. <laughs> <laughs> this is before Oxy, so I was a little more experimental. I we I, we never took them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you know, it would have been fun. Yeah, whatever. No. I, <laughs> I looked them up. I think they were just ADHD medicines, probably to keep oh. it because it's like speed, yeah. you know? Yeah. And then I wasn't that interested. <laughs> and um, if they were boner pills, because I was only 30 at the time, <laughs> but I would have taken them just to fuck up the sheetrock. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like a destructive side. <laughs> but yeah, dude, this weekend, so. She wraps up. I go down. I was running some people I was with and, uh, you know, just bullshit for a bit. Kind of go back. Uh, Are you a gambler? Uh, yeah. Yeah, a little bit. So my sister, who was Down syndrome, mm-hmm. uh, for any of the listeners that do not know, was with us. <clears throat> not with us, but, like, there was a bunch of people and she was with the group. Yeah. And uh, she was like, I want to roll the dice. She's like, I'm going to gamble. I'm going to gamble. And so some people were just handing me money and they're like, not like strangers, like people that were with our group. Yeah. And they're like, they, they were like kind of hammered and they're like, you take this money and you, you, you gamble with her for her. <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm like grabbing $20 bills. Like, yeah, this is definitely going to go <laughs> to her. <laughs> and then we go to I know I, I crap I mean craps for a non-down syndrome person can get super confusing. Dude, it just looks it looks like graffiti. Oh dude, hold on. We have we might need to pause this podcast. Wait, wait. Do you see that? No. I'd have a dog fight in my backyard. Oh. oh no, no, no. Uh maybe I don't know. Uh uh God damn these dumb motherfucking dogs. <laughs> Phil is uh, going over to his two dogs, Lucy and Maggie. Lucy! Uh, Lucy, come here. Lucy is yeah. uh, the younger one. Lucy, uh, she's a good girl. She's excitable. Maggie is an older lady. Uh, she's seen everything. So, you know, you know, when you walk through the door, she's like, hmm, I've seen you before. I've known you most of my life, so I'm not going to... I'm not gonna bother with you. Dumbass bitch didn't even know I had a door in the basement. <laughs> she's like, go come here. And she just runs to the upstairs door. Uh, bitch is a not derogatory, it's the correct term. It's the correct term. It's the correct term. I'm not being derogatory. She's just a dumbass bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid ass bitch getting in all kinds of trouble. <laughs> yeah. Uh that's crazy. That's a Oh man, that would have been stressful yeah. if they got in a dog. If they uh, got into some kind of did dog you see fight. what dog it was? Yeah, it's just people in the back. They uh, their dog attacked our dog like ten years ago. Wait, it's the same one? <laughs> no, dude, oh. that dog. We actually found out 
years after they attacked our dog that pet control wound up putting that dog down. You know what it takes to get a dog put down in the modern day? That dog apparently attacked like two kids. Holy hell. Maybe the president. I don't know. (laughs) I mean, it's so long ago, dude. Yeah. Yeah. This dog bit off Michelle Obama's dick. (laughs) 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 That should be the title. Oh, dude, I think... uh, Oh, it was it was the craziest thing. I guess it's a normal older couple. But then I was like, oh, man, like your dog, like fucked up my dog. It was like 400 bucks. They're like, all right, we'll we'll cover it. And I'm sorry. It's my son's dog. He's staying here for right now. And then the son comes out and he is like clearly a junkie. Oh, do you know what I mean? Like pants are barely hanging on skinny as shit. Yeah. Sunken face. He's like, I'm sorry. That's my brother's dog. He just died. And I'm like, oh, fuck, dude. Did they, they just raise two junkies here? I don't know. What. <laughs> <laughs> this is a, it's a nice house. It's a nice house. And I think they're raising their grandkid now. Dude, this neighborhood is well, a nice well, neighborhood that we're in. Yeah, that's nice. But. I don't know what the fuck happened in the 90s or the early 2000s in this neighborhood, but there were so many adult junkies living in their parents' homes out here. I'm going to tell you exactly what happened. Their parents, their parents fucked them up and they didn't know how to raise kids when they started having them. And it coincided with the settlers basically... Destroying this country. country Wait, those, what's the Sackler? Oh, the Sackler. Oh, oh yeah, Sackler, yeah. sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Man. No, but this was before the opioid. This is like, and these a lot of these people were like in their 30s. This is like 2008, 9, 10. I that, mean, maybe oh, it was around then. then. Yeah, that was, it was, yeah. I mean, it was meth, heroin, like, yeah, uh, yeah, what, yeah. what, it was a lot, it was, you know, just, it was, it was just, and then if they weren't like that, it was like, there was just a lot of like, do nothings, you know, yeah. just, just, you, you know what, um, if you, if you really want to be philosophical about it, it could be mid, you know, middle class. Cause this would be a middle class neighborhood Yeah, yes. and kids who are just, they're just kind of thrown out into the world and not, uh, and they're more directionless than their parents. Cause I, you know, cause my, my best friends, their parents had uh, solid work, like, like careers, yeah. but not re- not really careers as like, oh, I'm a receptionist, but like they just worked at the factory forever. Yeah. And and so that was, and uh, we, when we got, when we graduated, we were like, what are we going to do? Co- are we going to do college? That seems weird. Are we going to yeah. work at the same factory? That seems I mean, they're not even hiring people right now. So I can see people, you know, seeing what their family has. And then when they go out into the world and they're like, I'm not going to be able to have a three bedroom house. Yeah. They don't remember the the building, uh, the building blocks. Yeah. You know, that's I don't my. Yeah. My oldest son, dude, he's he's like he's like, I'm fine being poor for a while. You know, like I was like, oh, well, that's a really good attitude to have. Man, that's what Faith said. Wow. That's weird. Yeah. It's nice. It's nice because he's the generation. Well, it's just I don't I don't mind. Yeah, I know. I know I'll be poor, but it's going to catch on. 
Yeah, like he, he's like, I'll figure it out, and if I don't, then uh, I'll just live in a smaller area and have less stuff to clean. <laughs> that, man, that is a that's a refreshing thing, man, because I feel like, especially for millennials, they they went into adulthood thinking, oh my, I'm going to have the same success as my parents, and when that didn't happen, because they had uh, one of the the great. Uh, downturns <laughs> in history. Oh, yeah, dude. 2001 and then 2008. Yeah. Like, you're, yeah, 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 yeah. That was a terrible... Yeah, the Generation Z is actually set up pretty good, guys. Yeah. I've, I read this article. The Generation Z is, gonna is like, starting to bring back the, like, part-time teen job. Oh, wow. Yeah, like, there's okay. more teens working now. Well, that, that's also coinciding with this controversy of, like, some state laws kind of loosening their child labor laws. Yeah. But I, I mean, it's, dude, it's funny because these, these stories come out and there's like, it's the Grady motherfucker. And it's like, we're not talking about eight year olds in the mines. Yeah. We're talking about 14 year olds in McDonald's. Yeah. Which there's, I guess McDonald's is the, uh, like, oh, cause there's all these rules about kids under 18. Like you can't work them so many hours on Monday to Friday. Yeah. And McDonald's by far, across states across different franchisee owners is breaking those rules like yeah but there's a part of me that's like okay so what what what's the upside you crack down on them and i would bet a lot of those kids a lot of them are maybe even contributing to their family yeah. like maybe they're you know maybe they're a little hard up and they're contributing somehow yeah then what are you gonna do you're gonna be like no you can't put in six hours and be tired during your you know algebra test <laughs> and then that kid starts hooking <laughs> that kid starts selling guns to the eighth graders <laughs> you know what i mean that kid starts making crack cocaine behind the burger king that won't let him work because like at that point so burger king's like it's eight o'clock jimmy you got to go home and then he's got to leave at eight o'clock Perfect time for meeting crackheads behind a dumpster. Yep. Everybody knows that's when they wake up. <laughs> that's when they get out of the dumpsters around eight o'clock. You know what I was thinking about is uh growing up, my father at no time in my memory spent like an hour a week taking apart cardboard boxes to put into recycling. It was like Christmas and if we got a new appliance. Yeah. So like Christmas and then maybe like five other times. <laughs> All the boxes were just being handled at the store where you went to go buy shit. Yeah. Now we're getting now we're the store and we gotta do it. And so there's no like we're so now we're the ones yeah. breaking down the boxes and we some, you know, guy I, I mean I was like, what did that job get <laughs> Taken away, like at stores, were there guys just once a week, they just brought in like the, the owner's idiot <laughs> nephew to come in and break down boxes and everyone felt sorry for him and then he gets a hand job from one of the HR ladies who just got divorced. That, that, guy, that guy doesn't have a job. She's not feeling needed, not giving any hand jobs. <laughs> and anyway, I can't anyway, I can't stop shopping at Amazon, is what I'm saying, dude. I was in a bookstore and I was like, oh, this looks like a cool book. And I was like, uh, this seems pricey. Shit. 
<laughs> and I looked it up. Hey, dude, it was half the price on Amazon. I'm like, I'm like, fuck, how can I justify spending? But I never would have thought about buying this book. Yeah. Unless I was at that bookstore because they had it all, dis- you know, displayed out and everything. Yeah. And I'm just like, eh. Uh, you well, owe it to that bookstore to buy from that bookstore. <laughs> well, sorry, Barnes and Noble. Uh, <laughs> I don't know either Noble, you guys. Barnes and Noble is part of the, the same problem. Well, I was yeah. doing the same thing at Auntie's, and it's a locally owned bookstore in uh, yeah. Spokane, Washington. And I was starting to get mad. I was like, this bitch Auntie's. <laughs> <laughs> She's she's raking us over the coals with these paperback prices. I was just like, what is, well, another thing, Auntie's is a very stereotypical independent bookstore. Dude, there's so many lesbians in that bookstore. <laughs> I, I see, okay, yeah, we're on the same page. It is. It got to the point where, so when I was growing up, there was a lot of movies in the 80s where it was like taking place in the 60s. And it was a lot. Of, it like starts out with like a black kid and a white kid playing, and then they go in somewhere, and some shop owner's like, "We don't take your kind around here." <laughs> and the white kid couldn't play with him. And then like eight years later, they are in a jazz trio together. <laughs> and it's like we we bonded because of the music. Let us play together or whatever. Like it was just there's like there were so many of those movies and specials. It was just sports or music that they were always like, these are our brothers. And then the shop owner's like, okay, you guys can both share a Sunday, but you're, <laughs> you're not allowed to share a spoon. You know, like <laughs> some crazy shit like that. But now I almost feel like there's a, I mean, maybe it's just me being like old, like sensitive, mm-hmm. but I was in the aunties. I'm looking around. I'm like, I get a feeling that they're like, this, this guy doesn't belong. <laughs> <laughs> we don't like your kind. You look like you could almost have a flat top, dude. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I almost bought, <laughs> this is so stupid. I almost bought a book with a transgender protagonist just so I could be like, See, <laughs> God damn it, man! Yeah. <laughs> it was like <laughs> I want to go up there and be like, mm, "Peg me all around." In fact, I'm gonna get pegged later, so I'm a little more open-minded than you thought. Aunties, employee, still wearing a mask. <laughs> I do think I might buy that book though. It looks pretty. <laughs> <laughs> But it was like clearly like a very did the stories about dynamics. It's like called Detransition Baby or something. Detransition Baby. It's like a it's like a book about family dynamics, but it's dealing with oh. transgenderism and polyamory and all. And I don't know. I just like read the first page yeah. and sounded interesting. And that seems like a lot of stuff going on. If you're going to be transgender and polyamorous, is like and there's a detransitioning partner, and they got all trying to make it. yeah. So it's a, it seems like a wild book, but it's it's funny because it I don't know. I, I'm curious. I'm going to read the detransitioning is weird to me. Well, oh, I mean, I shouldn't say I shouldn't say weird. It's fascinating. That's what I should say because it's scary to me. How, how so? Well, because it's it because it's like you can take transitioning pretty far. Yeah. You know, I mean, you can, you can go all the way, you know, and you can have your bits and bobs removed. Dude. Yeah. That's what's, that's, so it's, it scares me. I mean, I look at, 
like if I mean, even kids, I mean, I know, you know, there's like two or three kids that I know that are my younger son's age that are gender fluid or they're uh, something, you know, but they're yeah. in that. <laughs> they're, they're in the, the trans spectrum. Yeah. And it's like, man, how, you know, God, this kid gets her boob, his boobs taken off. And then, you know, 25 was like, oh, because it's like, dude, there's a lot of shit that kind of doesn't really come together, I feel like, until your 20s anyway, you know, so. At least, I feel like to about 25, you have no clue what's going on with anything. Even then, you're like, yeah, you're like, oh, I just figured out how to masturbate good. (laughs) (laughs) They say 10,000 hours to become an expert. <laughs> that doesn't happen overnight, dude. <laughs> That's the title, ten thousand hours. Like, um, we know someone who is detransitioning, and it was it was weird because I thought I remembered them getting top surgery, and then they st- started detransitioning, and now they're <clears throat> back to being a lady. And it's like, so, like, I don't know when they started this, because mm-hmm. I've only, I think, known them for like a year or two. But you would, that's a lot to go on in that amount of time to go from, yeah. you're oh, a lady, yeah. now you're, you're, you're living as a man, you're, you're pretty, you're pretty on board with it, so you get your tits chopped off, and now... You're back to being a lady without your titties and you and you don't seem to want it's, it's just like well maybe that's a great way to make an excuse to justify getting small some great tits yeah shit I mean yeah <laughs> dude I I do I do like the idea of a a guy transitioning to a lady and getting those like some big perky boobs yeah and then being like ah, I'm a guy I'm going I'm gonna detransition but then can't afford to get rid of those implants, God, that would make for a, a while. great sketch, but <laughs> just, damn, I wouldn't want to be responsible for it. Big, big boobs. Like I'm sure it's just big, <laughs> just out there, Kobe. Everyone's like just not even playing B, just staring. Oh man, damn, that would make a great. sketch. They don't even bounce. <laughs> I guess Shane Gillis could do that one. Ah, yeah, dude, he, I, he's got the. He's got the vest to absorb it. Dude, it's uh it's an interesting idea, man. Like uh uh the the idea like cuz what all goes into I mean to transition seems like a lot of work, especially if you go all the way to like getting your ID changed. Yeah. Everyone's calling you a different pro, you know, all the and then transition back. It's just uh the hard thing is, man. I mean, realistically, Dude, it's got to affect your, like, it's got to affect your ability to get employed, right? I mean, <laughs> I mean, like, uh, an, an employer probably wouldn't say it, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's... Because you think about it, if you're, if, if these, if your identity is malleable... Right. What else, can we trust you 
Oh, <laughs> well, I just mean they might just people. They might be like, there's a lot of places still in the, you know, I just went and got parts. That, <laughs> this is why my mind went there. I just had to get a part for my car. Yeah. And uh, I was, I was just, as we're talking, I'm like, this would be a hard place to transition and then detransition <laughs> down at the Auto Nation parts house. <laughs> this is, this episode is absolutely not sponsored <laughs> by Auto Nation. But just being down there and, yeah, everyone was helpful and they were good. And, God, I even, you know, this is a little plastic part yeah. that covers my, where the key goes in. Yeah, it's yeah. supposed to snap right in, and I'm like, and I'm like, dude, I don't, I don't think I can get this, man. And I'm like, am I gonna have to pay the hundred and twenty five dollar oh, an gosh. hour shop fee to have somebody snap this piece on for me? God, and they're like, oh uh, yeah, we don't, I don't know what a minimum is, but blah, blah blah blah. And I'm like, God damn, I got it. And it's, it's a little piece that like you're not gonna find a YouTube video for the little yeah. piece of plastic that snaps on there. God damn, dude. So I'm just like. I'm in the parking lot, like, oh no, I'm never gonna figure this out. <laughs> anyway, some sales guy overheard me, and he came out and started messing with it, and then he couldn't get it. And then it was one of these moments where I'm like, is this just is this guy just now he's just now we're both just idiots, yeah, you know? Yeah. Anyway, but he showed me a little access panel, and uh, I was like, okay, now this might help me install it. So, I, but I would never would have found it without him. Yeah. But it's just. Yeah, if you're an employer, you're going to be like, oh, man, like, how many, you know, my, my neighbor tag guy only works once a month. <laughs> Can you wait him? Is this a lawsuit if I got your dead named <laughs> name tag floating around? Is it still Is it still dead name if you... Detransitioning and you went back to your original name, dude. What if you don't? What if you make a whole new name? Man. Yeah, that would be funny. That would be funny just to transition into the same sex, but like a different dude. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm transitioning into Leroy. What's up, dude? I'm Leroy Kopsinski with Harry J. Riley. <laughs> that would be so funny. Well, everybody. Thanks, my name's Harold, so I'll just go with Harold J. Riley. So um, there we go. I just man, I think uh, we shouldn't wait till the end of this podcast to announce uh, we got a show at Spokane Comedy Club yeah. on February 4th. February 4th. <laughs> Listen, uh, I don't want to sound desperate, but if you don't buy tickets, I'm going to fucking kill myself. <laughs> 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 so anyway, so I'll show uh, you guys. <laughs> no, it's nice. To, <laughs> Jesus Christ, I'm, I'm just shooting from the hip here a little bit. Uh, <laughs> I'm surprised Aaron even suggested it because no, I, I, they've been they've suggested it a few times to me, but I was oh, like, okay. I mean, I was like, I don't know, like, why don't you wait till the thing? You know, wait till it's a good time, and of course, you know. 12 days <laughs> able to, <laughs> you know, make a, uh, <laughs> 12 days of, uh, of being able to promote it. That's uh, sure. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I know I, it's, uh, it's just not, I mean, they like us, but it's just, it's, we, yeah. you know, it's weird. I have to leave town to sell tickets. It's just, uh, yeah. be nice to, uh, sell some tickets in Spokane comedy club on a Sunday night. And I'm always <clears throat> a little disappointed 
when I, I do something in Spokane and I'm like, well, this is the this is the turnout. Well, it's hard because I think even if you get people to say <clears throat> say you get someone who sort of maybe peripherally knows who you are, maybe doesn't even know who you are, just yeah. feels like that looks like fun. Clicks on you, clicks to gets to the point where all they gotta do now is go buy tickets, mm-hmm. but they're on that Spokane Comedy Club website. Yeah. And then the banner is Damon Wayne's Jr. Yeah. Or whoever. And they're yeah. like, uh, and then the mouse just slowly. Yeah. And all the promotion. Because when I did the Garland, I sold better than I've ever sold. Oh, all right. At the Spokane Comedy Club. Yeah. Because uh <clears throat> venues that are about to fail always uh, do well. <laughs> venues that are about to historical venues that are about to <laughs> be bought out by a local developer are really. It's so, dude. It, it, there's so it, all those movies where they're like, they're gonna turn this into a parking lot. All we gotta do is have a foot race with this dog <laughs> or whatever. And we need $50,000. Yeah, and then the mayor's like, the dog won. We saved the theater. <laughs> and, <laughs> like those movies, as you get older, you're like, man, those movies are full of shit, dude. Yeah. yeah. They don't never talk about what happens six months later. Dude, the developer wins 90% yeah. of the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they like, in the 80s, and uh, yeah, in the 80s, there were all these ski movies, which were fun movies. I don't know why this genre went away. <laughs> Probably because of sexual harassment. Because a lot of these movies <laughs> were like, it's grab ass Wednesday up at the slopes. <laughs> you know, like, there was, that, was a, that was a big part of it. Like, all of a sudden, there's just topless women skiing, and you're like, that doesn't even fit into the plot. Ooh, I think it's that time of year for um, Chelsea Handler to ski somewhere with a top off. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, let me check my Chelsea Handler calendar. <laughs> yep, yeah, we're getting close. Uh, that is always a fun time of year. Uh, Chelsea Handler, if you're listening, uh, hurry up. Go to your ski chalet up there in Canada. Take that top off and start skiing. Because, man, you know, I watched her last special, and, and the whole time I'm like, she doesn't look like her rack would be so amazing. But that last video I saw, they were astounding. Yeah, she's um, she uh, has kept in shape. She's a yeah. almost 50-year-old woman. And, uh, yeah, dude, those videos are pretty cool. Yeah, she's, uh, that's, and just, I mean, for me, like, the just, she has a ski place up somewhere in Canada. Yeah. I don't know where, I mean, there's a lot of ski places up in Canada. Yeah, since they just started getting snow, so she's going to have something soon. That would be, we should, that would be funny to go to her Instagram and be like, Where's your topless skiing? Does <laughs> <laughs> your comments get filled? <laughs> Could you imagine having that much money that you got your own little, you got your own like place? I imagine it constantly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny because there were times where not that long ago it, it was affordable up at the, where I ski, and now yeah. it's. Not. Um, <laughs> in fact, a lot of people are selling their places that they've had for a generation because it, the value's gone up so much that it's like we can't walk away from this money. Damn. Yeah, I don't know what dude. COVID like tripled the value of some of these places up there. There were places you could, dude. Not literally ten years ago, you could get a one bedroom condo. I mean, it wasn't great and it was maybe outdated, and the, the you know you had to move your car for the plow, <laughs> but it was like sixty to eighty thousand dollars. Yeah. So. 
you know, uh, and now those places are like 400 grand. God. <laughs> Which damn. is bananas, dude. That sounds like video game heights, man. <laughs> oh, that doesn't it's, even it's, seem it's, real. Well, what's crazy, dude, is like, I mean, I I, I rent ski. I, I, ski and ski out is great. It's awesome to be up there. And then also being in there, fires, you know, going, or you got the heat. Even if you're in a place without a fireplace, you're looking out the window, the skis, you know, and then you just... You don't have to get in your car to go skiing. I mean, that is like the ultimate experience yeah. in a, a for skiing. But it has become this thing that has just in such high demand. But really, it's only January, February, March. Like sometimes yeah. if the season's good, you get to use it a little bit in uh, April. Yeah. So, and maybe a little bit in December. Yeah. But it's really three months out of the year. Yeah, that's... <laughs> so and it's yeah. like and more than likely if you can afford one of those places you're working your ass off all the time yeah so i i feel like a lot of these especially the higher end places they're almost just like a place to hold money you know yeah. if, dude if you got eight million dollars in the bank and you're like well i don't want to hand all of this off to a financial advisor yeah maybe you go okay well I'll just go, I'll, I'll buy this $2 million ski chalet and then use it three times a year and rent it out through some agency. They take yeah. half. And if it's a good ski year, you know, they charge, dude, they'll charge some of those places that are like three bedrooms, <laughs> charge them like two grand a night. God <clears throat> damn. Yeah. It's fucking bananas, dude. It's, that is it's a bummer, man. I, you know, it sucks. So I, for the uh, comedy avalanche, I was renting a place under a bar but you could just walk to the where the bunny hill is. Yeah. And it was like 125 bucks a night. I mean the the place at the bottom of the hill was actually charging about the same. It was nicer, it was the best western, it's nicer breakfast included. Yeah. But you got to get up early, drive up. Uh this but this was right, you know, it was like the ski and ski out type thing and then at night you could be you could if you wanted a beer or eat eat food or whatever, you just go upstairs. This year they raised it to two fifty. They doubled their price in one season, and uh, and this is not. It's not like a great ski year. It's kind of a shitty ski year because the yeah. snow hasn't been good. So the yeah, I'm like, God damn it! And you yeah. know what? <laughs> they're not. Uh, they're pretty vacant. So nuts to you, Saint Bernard. Oh, but I okay. So there is a there. It seems it seems like a lot of those places have found their their high end. Okay, but that's the hard thing when it starts to get busy. You're like, oh well, I'm not going to pay two fifty. If like, if you're going to charge me two fifty, I'll go up top, yeah, and stay up at the the hotel for fifty bucks more, where I can park inside and I don't have to. Yeah, I I I, I skied <laughs> in negative sixteen degree weather during uh the the comedy avalanche show. Yeah, and uh, I was so scared my car wouldn't start and I wouldn't be able to make it down to the show that night. I fucking left my car on out, outside the hotel room it went from when I woke shit. up to when I left to go to the show. Dude, I just left it on for eight hours. What? <laughs> yeah. Amanda was so like, like, the car's going to get stolen. Because I just threw the keys in the car. Yeah. But it did, like, I I can put the keys in, you know, because the fob unit, I can put it just inside the, the, the condo. Yeah. And so she made me put him inside the condo, which is the <laughs> smart thing to do. Yeah. But <clears throat> yeah, dude, I was getting nervous because when I started, it was like, because it was so oh, cold, shit. dude. And then the LED screens like fluttering a yeah. little. Dude, it was, I don't know if we've had, it was, yeah, last, we didn't get to talk about it because you were gone last week. Yeah. Dude, it was cold. I was, the show went well. 
a little less than we normally have, but I was worried that like people wouldn't show up, dude. It was it was windy and negative six yeah. down below, man. Yeah. Dude, it was cold. It was insane, man. Yeah. I was wearing two face coverings. Holy hell. I was wearing electric gloves with heaters in them. Yeah. And electric socks. Shit. Yeah, with like a battery pack up top. Yeah. And uh, I'd never worn those before. And dude, they were so hot. I was like, I'm going to be the reason these get recalled. <laughs> I thought for sure I was like going to have a fucking injury. I, and I, you know, for a while I'm like, it'll cool down, you know, cuz the gloves, you turn you make it your hands can't you can't you can't handle them inside. Like yeah. your hands start sweating. Yeah. But as soon as you were outside, they it was so cold. They didn't even feel like they were heated. Damn. I kept waiting for that to happen with the socks. And it <laughs> never happened. And you couldn't just easily adjust it because then you have to like pull up all your boots and shit. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, dude. It was uh yeah, it was stupid. I mean, I <laughs> there were, I mean, I was like, what am I why am it like I should not we shouldn't even be skiing, right? This is the dumbest thing, but I don't know. I had a good time. Sunday, it warmed up to zero, and it felt <laughs> <laughs> it felt warm, kind of. And uh, dude, I skied until like utter exhaustion on that Sunday, and that was, so that was kind of nice. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, last Thursday actually, I uh, demoed some skis. I even uh, I took a lesson okay. from a very expert skier, and he showed he really helped me a lot. And we skied together for like an hour and a half, and I was dude, I was. He took me on shit I never would have done on my own. Like the yeah. first run we did, he was like, man, I think you're kind of underselling your ability. You should, uh, let me take you over here. And he takes me in one of these runs and I'm like, well. What makes it um, and more advanced run? Uh, <clears throat> steepness, moguls, uh-huh. and like obstacles. And okay. so it, it was like one of these runs where like birds are flying underneath. Oh. You know, like I was like, dude, I don't know. He's like, he's like, you no, 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 we got to push you. This is what you're doing. You want to make sure you, you learn. And so I'm like, I'm just, <laughs> I was like a kid at kindergarten. I'm like, okay, you know best. You know, like just following the Pied Piper. But he was, dude, he gave me, I mean, it was all, I was kind of like, fuck, I wish I would have done this years ago. Cause it was like, yeah. it's a lot. He gave me a lot of uh, good pointers. And by the end of that hour and a half too, my legs were just cooked. And then I'm like, and then he's like, well, I got to head back because I got another one after you. And I'm like, really? And then he was like, yeah. And the one I had ahead of you, this guy teach, he's probably in his late 40s, maybe early 50s. Dude teaches ski lessons six hours a day, four days a week. And then two days a week goes to um, Snoqualmie and does higher, high level classes. So they're skiing advanced train too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what is your recovery like? Like, are you just <laughs> pounding protein shakes? Like, how are you, how is your body able to handle this? And yeah. he's, and you know, but for him, I think his technique is so perfect that he's not exerting himself. Because mm, okay. I like every turn, I'm like, yeah. and I'm like grunting and shit by the end of it. <laughs> it was so, I took a run before I met with him and I'm like, no, 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 don't, don't, don't tire yourself out <laughs> <laughs> i showed up i'm like all right man i had a protein <laughs> had a protein bar two bottles of water and a nicotine gum let's do this shit <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah it was dope man i i really he i mean he definitely kind of took me into some deep waters that i def i do not think i would have done huh. otherwise and uh yeah it was pretty cool man so, I, what, uh, the, so what the hell are these um so what would a what you call it a black diamond? What would that entail then? I mean, a diamond of color. 
That's stupid. Sorry, I was just, I was just waiting. I was just waiting. Is uh, it just so, a gigantic snowball chasing him or something? Oh, uh, man. You know, it's funny. You know, what's crazy. I just learned this year. There's no rhyme or reason. How they, there's no like standard. Like I always oh, thought there was like, okay. okay, if it's a 20% slope, it's rated this. If it's a whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but typically a black diamond, they don't groom. Oh, uh, a okay. lot, a lot. Like it's like half and half, half of them. They will groom, but sometimes I think they have to, they have to get like a winch groomer. So they have to actually attach the winch to the top and then it helps pull it up. Cause it's super, a black diamond is, is significantly steeper than okay. like a blue. And it's, it's so steep that like <clears throat> in the summer, like you would not be able to walk up it. You would oh, literally shit. be like climbing. Yeah. Yeah. And then like double blacks might be the same steepness just Holy with shit. more, uh, more like obstacles that okay. you got to watch out for. And some of them though, I mean, you look down and you're like, this is not possible. Yeah. You have to. Yeah. So yeah, last year I, I learned the self arrest method, which is if you're, if you're fall, if you fall on shit, shit like that, rather than just let yourself fall, you want to try to stop. Cause you will just go for, there's no, like if you fall on like a bunny hill or a blue, you'll just kind of be there. Where yeah. you fell, unless you're going really fast, you might slide, but you just you're just where you fell. But like <laughs> some of these steeper runs, dude, you fall and then you're just like sliding forever, dude. I saw some I, a few years ago. I saw this. It was like the last day of the season. We were up. It was a gorgeous sunny day, and we carved out this bench at the top of this kind of black diamond run. And we were drinking beers up there, having a good time. And this couple, it was not with us, the party that I was with were just up there and they were like rowdy and they were really hammered. Oh. And then they were one of these couples that's like that like play wrestles, but then you're after a while you're like, this is this are we watching domestic abuse? <laughs> 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 yeah, a little <laughs> is this how it starts? What it, you know. So, <laughs> uh yeah, this is like uh <laughs> gateway domestic abuse <laughs> and so there she's like shut up shut up shut, you shut up and then they're like pushing and then he just takes her like grabs her by her jacket and then dives with her and goes kind of beyond where we had a little edge and they hit the slope dude they slid shit man 200 yards Holy just just sliding man. and all their shit was like up there still oh shit so then they like, like no skis ride the lift up and get their shit but like if you're oh. somewhere where you're skiing and you you know and, and so the self arrest method is you take your pole and like you have to slide it down as you're falling you slide it down and like stab the mountain to stop yourself so you don't like slide down the whole run with nothing or you know slide into a tree or a rock or whatever yeah. um yeah so it was uh sure. it was good yeah i feel it was it was good i feel like this is the year this if this was if it was a better conditions year i feel like this would be the year where maybe i could go from uh more i'm a kind of an intermediate skier to like maybe a more advanced skier okay but you know there's a part of me where i'm like what's the point in all that i'm having a pretty good time just being an intermediate skier yeah but I get, I get what the instructor's saying, though, you know, pushing yourself kind of proves something to yourself and it yeah. and and improving yourself is always a, a benefit. Well, and I scheme powder properly looks like a lot of fun. I yeah. dude, I just was having a hard time. And then also I have to separate from all the people 
that uh, I want to ski with because that's what they all like to do. It was oh. so funny because I took this lesson, hooked up with my friend that I drove up with, and he's really advanced. And he's like, yeah, I think we're going to take two more runs. And I'm like, I'll be able to do it now. <laughs> we take one run and like four turns down, my ski just pops right off. Oh, shit. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, I felt so dumb. I'm like, I'm like, it's a demo, so they don't tighten them due to liabilities and they keep pretty loose. <laughs> and uh, I had to climb up like 10 feet. But climbing up 10 feet on a steep slope is literally like taking uh, my other ski and then having to like stab it into the mountain and like pull myself Shit. up. Yeah. And then like, Damn. yeah, like, yeah. And so by the time I get my, get to my ski and get it and then like I have to carve out this little area and I'm leaning, you're it's so steep that your one hand is like on the mountain. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's really steep. Like if you're not, if you, if you, if you, you know, to experience it, if you've never experienced it is like, what the fuck are you people doing? <laughs> 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 yeah, and all those videos you see where someone like goes off a cliff and then keeps skiing. Yeah. When you see that shit in real life, and then also like how hard is the land and that kind of powder without like tumbling forward? It's like, how is anybody doing any of this shit? Like it doesn't it's crazy. I, I think I mean a lot of it has to do with the type of skis they're wearing, but yeah. It is yeah, when you see it is what's so funny though is like there's this one lift that goes above a cliff up at Schweitzer, and anytime someone's skiing near that cliff, everybody's like, do it! <laughs> do it, you fucking pussy! <laughs> like, it is ridiculous. <laughs> like, 12-year-olds are skiing just near the cliff. They're like, do it! <laughs> I want one person to be peer pressured into doing it. Oh, people do it all the time. And how many people are just, nah, in a wheelchair, like, should have oh. done it. Well, if it's soft Peer snow, pressure. I mean, you got to really. And I mean, if you if you got to that cliff, you probably know what you're doing just because it's real steep. <laughs> just, just getting to that cliff was, yeah. a, a tr uh, you know, hard. So I, uh, <laughs> yeah, my kid, you know, and also I kind of want my son to stop being like, oh, dad, are you going to be okay? Because this runs a little steep. And last time, remember how slow you went? <laughs> and, and, you know, so I, uh, so, yeah, it was, uh, so yeah, I had a good, uh, couple weekends, uh, and the, uh, yeah, the comedy avalanche show, despite all odds went very well. We all, uh, all of us were in Seattle the Friday before, and it was like the worst conditions I've seen on the pass. Wow. Okay. Dude, I didn't have a, I didn't have a lane for 70 miles, probably from North Bend Holy to shit. Ellensburg. I didn't have a lane. <laughs> and then the opening yeah. access from Tennessee. Yeah. So I, I mean, I didn't want to father him. I didn't want to be too like dad mode. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> but it, well, why well, I, I, I really, the, almost the whole time I was calling, I wanted to call him and be like, are you making it? Are you doing okay? <laughs> are you going slow? I wonder if he even has a all wheel drive car. Well, he made it, dude. So <laughs> no harm, no foul. And that uh, shit is gnarly when it's, when you, just have a front wheel drive car, man. It is. Yeah, yeah. Well, what sucked, what I hated, so I was in, this is a different approach than I take in Spokane. Spokane, it's like, get up and go. Yeah. Because you want to hit the pass early. But then yeah. I was like, I got up and I was like, I got to wait for the sun to hit it. Yeah, you know, yeah. so I waited and then I went, because uh, I was on the pass in like half an hour, but the, I found it was good because it was like, Everybody up there was just going like 40, 45 miles an hour in a line. Yeah. And then some asshole in a, like a 
semi is like, I gotta get this gravel to Cleelum. <laughs> it's like, dude, what? Whatever project you're delivering this to is probably not even at work today, man. Yeah. Just get in line and yeah, just chill, dude. I mean, and yeah, so it was it was ugly. There were a ton. It's of, always about what it's worth to exceed a safe speed limit. Yeah, and, and most of the time, it's there's nothing worth it. Yeah. Especially as bad as that pass can get. Dude, it's so bad. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh and once and, you know, once you see someone sliding or spinning out, like yeah. it's over for him. Yeah, yeah. It was uh Man, one time going to <clears throat> Seattle up that you know, once you get to that bridge past George Washington is that bridge and then the elk crossing and you're basically oh, going Yeah, up. yeah, yeah. A lady going uphill, she's spun out and you could see every car that was <laughs> Oh, around it was just like oh, this shit is real. <laughs> you know, you know, oh, because yeah, yeah, yeah. before then you were just like, oh yeah, it's snow. I'm driving slow, so I'm not you know, I'm I'm being careful. But then when we saw cause she she spun she did like a three sixty. Oh shit, like a real yeah. yeah. And she slowed down to like ten. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh shit. She, yeah, dude. Do it. I've done that. I've done a three sixty on uh ice of color. And uh <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, you, you get the fear of God, dude. You're you're definitely kind of like <gasps> Oh, oh my god. Oh, okay. And then you just start going like five miles an hour on a freeway. <laughs> Man, I, I, sometimes, and, and Shauna um, gets on me for this, she's like, you don't care what the weather is. You just jump in a car and just start going. And it's because to, that's usually the safest I will be driving. If, it, if, it's yeah. the, if the sun's out and it's 70-something de degrees outside, I'm doing everything but looking at the road. Not me, man. Man, I'm playing tic tac toe. When, when, that's what I love. When they're like, when it's like winter storms, and they're like, stay indoors. Yeah. We they, they only leave if your grandpa has a heart attack or whatever. <laughs> and it, like, it, I, that's and then the roads are actually pretty empty. Yeah. That's the, that's yeah. the, that's great because now I'm out there just like. Sweet I'm out there just like no one's here, dude. It's because I, I'm, but I get studded tires. I have cars with all-wheel drive, yeah. like you know. Yeah, I, you're I, you are you're set. Yeah, so yeah. I'm I'm like I'm I'm I feel ready for it. I even underneath my seat, I keep like warm clothes, a glove. Yeah, uh, see, yeah, all that you know, all the shit. Yeah, dude, I'm yeah. I'm good to go. So. I, uh, I, you know, I'm j I just, that drive though was one of the gnarliest experiences I've had going over the past. Uh, I, oh yeah, I, and this I, was your, this your first <coughs> rental with your Ridgeline. How did it do? Oh, great, dude. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's got the all wheel drive, it's got a snow setting, which who knows? Probably, <laughs> you know, it's probably just a little icon that you pick on the menu and you're like, they know what they're doing down there at Honda. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's great, dude. It almost it handles kind of reminds me like like a Subaru a little bit. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, it's sick, man. I I'm I'm very happy with it. I I those shows though in Sandpoint are a little scary about the weather because yeah. I'm worried the headliner won't make it. Yeah, you know, yeah. and then so Andrew wouldn't come come till that's why I do two nights lodging. Andrew wouldn't come till Saturday. 
And in February, Tyler Bowe, uh, February 17th, uh, Tyler Bowe's uh, not coming until Saturday, too. So, Wait, But he's Portland, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's flying. Oh, okay. So, but now, you know, he's flying Alaska. So yeah, you know. he might get here, but he might not have a door <laughs> upon landing. <laughs> that would, dude, how funny would that be? <laughs> Another door flies off, but he gets here. And he's just like, oh, my God, I just had the scary. All right, get your ass on stage, yeah. man. Time to, like, <laughs> yeah, 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 real scary. All right, get it. Oh, you had to slide down the inner tube? Sounds like a fun day to me. Why don't you shut the fuck up and do a show? <laughs> that'll be a that'll be a, a, a new set for him, basically. You can just do that. Oh, dude, yeah. If you, yeah. If you experience something like that and then have to go to a show, I can't imagine just not mentioning it. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, you just had a new life experience. Talk about that real quick. Well, and and, a, and something that, like, people heard about. And yeah. You, and you can be like, they're not telling you the truth. Yeah, like Chris Rock. That's like if he did his special and didn't do anything about oh, the slap. I know. I know, That would have been... People, I would have been pissed. Yeah, people would have yeah. been like, but... You're, a, you're the great one. <laughs> you didn't use this for inspiration? Well, that's yeah. that's the genius of Chris Rock. In yeah. that moment, he could have said a lot of hilarious, real, biting shit. But yeah. when he goes, uh, I'm not going to. I think in that moment, he saw uh, tens of millions of dollars yes. flying into his back pocket yeah. from Netflix. I think that was the best thing he could have done was not yeah. said anything. It's, it was very professional. So many people are like, well, I would have. It's like, yeah, but you, you're not a millionaire getting slapped by another millionaire on live television. You, you know, people people say what they would, would do in a situation like that. But most of us are at a bar show. So, <laughs> you know, if someone came up and slapped me at a bar show, the show's over. We're fighting now. <laughs> You know, but no, that's the show's starting. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, man, this 10 bucks was a good deal. I didn't know a boxing match was gonna break out. <laughs> I got a comedy show, a fucking bucket of Coors Lights for 15 bucks, and now I get to watch two guys that don't know how to fight fight each other, which is which is the best type of fight. Yeah, I mean, you, you I mean, know, have you watched two professionals fight? It's, uh, it's always just a yeah, the very kinda. technical. Yeah. No, dude, watching <laughs> watching two people with no training just tossing haymakers yeah. with their pants falling down. Yes. One shoe goes flying. One person might just get that lucky swing in and destroy someone's <laughs> life. <laughs> Commits <laughs> murder when he knocks him down and he hits his head on the pavement. <laughs> One See, guy loses why. the lens. <laughs> See, that's why I don't you know, like, I've been in situations like you're out at a bar and it's starting to get heated. I always remind, remind myself, this is how manslaughter charges get started. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah dude, man. it's, there is and no And I'm not saying winning. I'm the one that's going to do it. it. They could be doing it to me. Well, and there's so many people that train yeah. in, in MMA fight, in yeah. MMA training I don't understand now. how anybody gets into a bar fight in 2024. Mm, you got to be out of your goddamn mind. Yeah, man. Even if yeah. that guy's in a wheelchair, be like, mm, there's probably some kind of wheelchair martial art out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. You get your toe run over. Yeah. <laughs> Just punched in the nuts. Yeah. 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 Well, dude, that's... 
He's going to use that uh, little uh, pit bull Michelle Obama technique. Yeah. Bite your dick off. I- Dude, if I was in a fight, if I was in a bar fight uh, at the age of 43, I'm going to be. It, have you ever played an old person in basketball? Oh, yeah. Just and, got they, the- and they use all those old men tricks like they hold your shirt or like <laughs> or they, just, they step on your toe when uh. you're about to jump. I'm doing all the dirty tactics. Oh, dude, I, I was playing pickup basketball years ago, and this guy that I was guarding looked like Peter Jackson, the director <laughs> of Lord of the Rings, before he lost the weight. <laughs> and I'm like, I got this. This dude had a hook shot from probably eight different spots. That Shit. I mean, he would eat. You know, yeah. like, you, I mean, you can't do shit about that. Yeah, that's an old man shot right yeah, there, the hook yeah. shot. Yeah, so he's doing these yeah. hook shots. Not even, his feet aren't even leaving the ground. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he just goes up on a, his toe. I'm like, I'm like, God damn it. These guys are like, play D. I'm like, I am committing a foul. I can't, I can't. I mean, outside of like smashing this guy's face, I don't know what else I'm going to do. I can't even reach the arm that yeah. he's. That's the entire purpose of the hook. People, <laughs> yeah. people are. You gotta hope that you just miss. People are ridiculous. You just, you just do this. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, dude! If I got on a fight, I, I will. If it's, if I got into a fight situation, I think I would just try to. I would just, I would try to take a dump on the floor. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. <laughs> Like a small dog? Yeah. Yeah, like a small dog that gets scared yeah. and just kind of pisses real quick. Because I imagine, I imagine the adrenaline would just be like, and so I just pull my pants down real quick and be like, maybe toss it at him if I do go. Oh, that fight, yeah, he'd be done. Because he's not fighting you now. You got shit in it your hands. It buys me time to leave. That's yeah. all I want to do is leave. And everybody has a story now. Yeah, yeah. That would be a real bummer if I was the comic of the night. <laughs> People, oh, have you seen Phil's finale? It's unhinged. <laughs> have you seen his closer? You mean his shitter? I, dude, yeah. It, but I don't I mean, it's like, dude, what do you, you know, you just, I, I just, would just start acting crazy, man. I, I don't. I think that's why so many people just end up shooting. You You always, you know, you don't, there's always these mass shooting events. And when it's at a bar, I just look over at Sean and goes, that was a bar fight where the person was about to lose and said, I got an equalizer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's never, uh, I'm, so that's, a, that's just another reason to not get into a fight with somebody. Yeah. Because if someone's not trained, then they got a gun license. Yeah, yeah. It's either one or the other. You're yeah. never, it, it's hardly ever meeting someone who is just as ignorant about martial arts and guns as you are. Did I told you I had a barber that that exact thing happened to him? Oh, Did I tell you about that? Yeah, yeah, dude. Uh, he wasn't responding to my texts. I'm like, all right, time for another cut, and just never getting back to me. And finally, I showed go to the barber shop, get some random dude. And it was funny because the random dude didn't speak English very well. He was like oh. a Asian guy, and uh, and I'm looking. I'm like, man, what happened to Doug, dude? He's gone. He's like, and the guy, <laughs> the guy goes, he dead. <laughs> 
I'm like, I'm like, oh, his girl finally killed because he's always getting fights with his girlfriend over the phone while he's cutting hair. It was actually pretty entertaining. And uh, I'm like, oh, his girl finally kill him. He's like, no, he got shot in head. Fuck. It was big deal. And I'm like, wait, what? And, and he told me about the whole thing. And um, and I'm like, Ugh, maybe I shouldn't have made that joke about his girlfriend killing him. <laughs> and then that guy fucked up my hair. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was wondering if he like took out revenge for Doug. Um, <laughs> That's another thing, man. You can be at a bar minding your business. Yeah. And a guy comes in and just starts shooting. Yeah, that's what happened to him. Yeah, there yeah. was a fight that did not concern him. And then when that guy came in and unloaded, he just unloaded kind of randomly. See, man, that's, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was that used to happen when I was a, a teenager. That used to happen almost every weekend with my, my cousins. Well, one of them was basically an irresponsible mom. She got she started spitting out kids at like 14. Mm -hmm. So when she became old enough to start going to the club, we lived in a small town. So you would have to drive an hour and a half, two hours to get to these clubs. And so they would, you know, they would leave at like eight or nine. They would get there. And you could always tell if there was a shooting at the club, if they got back to the house at like midnight or what? Because they would usually get back at like three or four. Yeah, that's yeah. a good night. No one died. Oh my god! One of the dude. guys that I went to high school with—that—that's what happened to him. They're out on the floor dancing. Someone came in, just started shooting. He got shot in the thigh, and that's where one of the thighs where your, that artery is. Oh, he oh he, and he bled, bled out. The, I felt man. I was like, that has to be the loneliest feeling on the planet because. Everybody's running. Oh yeah, yeah. And you're you're there, and you you know you're shot, and those those wounds are not like you know they're like head wounds where they're just you're like holy yeah. shit. Why you think he was warning people like don't slip on our blood? <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> it's too late for me. Yeah. I don't, I don't want you to slip a disc or something. <laughs> I, <laughs> Shout out to Keon. <laughs> Man, yeah, dude, that's, you know, every I, when I was in my 20s, I mean, I, I had a, you know, I, I was married, so I never really yeah. did any of this shit. Man, I, I think being married in my early 20s saved me from a lot of bullshit. Because by the time I got divorced, <clears throat> you know, Faith is like two or three, so most of the, those weekends had her. Right. But when I did go out, I was out there with military um, guys who were kind of like, if things get kind of shifty, because at the very worst, you don't want to be in a situation where you lost your loss of stripe or something, because that's a lot of money. Yeah. So most guys, most um, air, at the time, most Air Force guys would be like, oh, shit's going off. Let's, let's just leave. Mm -hmm. It's better to leave right now than to... Oh, let's see the action. And then <laughs> yeah. your name shows up somewhere in a report because that's all they used to do in the military. If they saw your name in like a a news report that involved a crime. You could have just been one of the guys that was like, man, people were shooting. <laughs> They'd be like, so you were in here saying people were shooting. So what we're going to do is we're going to give you extra duties. So you stay the fuck away from these places. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And th dude, that this weekend. So my sister rolled some dice, had some fun. Yeah, had some fun at the roulette table afterwards. Did she? Did she do well at? Um, Dude, uh, craps. craps? Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, we we just bet the pass line, so that's oh. kind of you know. We, uh, what does that even mean? So, oh, dude, it's so is uh, 
let's see, five, maybe four. So if you roll a uh, four, five, six, seven, eight, ten, then uh, then the the button gets put on one of those numbers. Okay. And if you and if that number gets rolled again. You win your bet back. Oh, but if, so you if get you roll two a, rolls? If you, oh, you, you keep rolling until you crap out. So oh. until if you roll a seven, game's over, starts over again. Okay. So if you roll, so that so that's called crapping out. And so oh, okay, yeah, so okay. if you roll a seven, which is the most rolled number, because uh, then it, it huh. you crap out. So if you bet on the pass line, so if you just want to, if you just want to go to here's a little gambling tip by Philip Kapsinski. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Leroy Kapsinski. Uh, <laughs> Dude, if you just want to go experience a casino and be in the mix and watch just chaos happening, even if you don't know what's going on, go to a craps table and just bet the minimum bet on a pass line bet. And you you might lose a little money, but over time, you're you're probably going to break even. It's like the safest bet you can make in a casino. Okay. But what happens is once you start understanding the game, you're like... You know, making all these crazy ass bets constantly. (laughs) But she did okay. But anyway, so uh, so we we go to the roulette where they just you just bet a number and they spin it right. I love Uh, it. Yeah, roulette's fun. We go to the five dollar table. She hits four numbers in a row, not the the ones that pay one to one. They pay thirty six to one. So we went there with like forty bucks. We got to like one eighty. And I told her, I'm like, we're just gonna do a few spins, you know. So and uh and so and and the people, the guy sitting next to her is like high fiving her. He's starting to bet her numbers. He's like, holy shit, I gotta gamble with you. You know, it's like a fun thing. She's freaking out. We had yeah. a, a family and friends that were there, uh, kind of like giving her high fives. It was fun. It was over. And I say goodnight to her. Say goodnight to my mom. I'm looking at Amanda. I'm like, think. I'm like, is it bedtime? She's like, well, that that was fun. Why don't just you and I play roulette? I was like, okay, we sit back down. Now it's like a whole new crew of people at the table. Yeah. And the vi- the positive vibe is gone. Like oh, that's shit. the thing. Like I I feel like a lot of times like going like going to clubs that felt that where violence happened. I I always was like even if it wasn't popping off, I always remember going to places and I'm like this is the kind of place where violence happens. I yeah. don't want to be here. Yeah. Like you just kind of feel it, you know? Yeah. You got to have like a spider sense. And it's so funny cuz Amanda's so friendly. This vibe, I mean, this was not a good vibe. Like this one guy, so like this chick who was probably a hooker shows up and she's like, it's my birthday. My boyfriend said I could play here before we leave. <laughs> and then she's like flipping off this random dude. And then he eventually comes by and he's got his arm around her. And then their friend comes by and her tits are like hanging away. Like, I'm like, these are clearly two hookers. And this one is acting crazy. Yeah. You know, she's like, my boyfriend said this table sucks. You know, like that kind of stuff. <laughs> and Amanda's like, what numbers do you guys like? You know, and, and I'm like, huh, just don't even don't look him in the eye, you know. And then one guy starts like arguing with the dealer, you know, because you got to stop betting at a certain point where he's like, no bets. And then he's betting, and the dealer hasn't like pushes his hands off. He's like, hey man, I said no bets. He's like, you fucking wouldn't let me bet, dude. What the fuck am I supposed to do, man? And then Amanda was, and then uh, and then that kind of settled. And Amanda was like, uh, <laughs> Amanda was like, and then that guy's number hit. You know, and Amanda was like, oh, your number hit. And he's like, yeah, I would have hit better if this guy would have let me bet more. You know, and it was like, <laughs> oh, so I, that happened. And I'm like, I'm just like tapping her. I'm like, we got to get the fuck out of here. The degenerates just showed yeah, up. Dude, yeah, dude, it was a very, very quick twist. And, you know, yeah. you got to kind of expect that at the $5 roulette table, though. Yeah, I mean, that's the cheapest yeah. roulette you can find yeah. it probably anywhere, you know, unless you go to like. 
the Bermuda or something. <laughs> I mean, I don't know where you're going to, it's so expensive everywhere. And so, dude, I mean, I, I remember just like, I'm like, oh, time to go. And then, uh, she went to bed and I'm buzzing. I go back down Damn. and, uh, that's always the, yeah. So I go back down. I'm, I'm like, and I, and I run into some, the people I was there with, we bullshit a little bit more. And then it's like 11 o'clock. I'm like, I'm just going to hit this $5 roulette table. This the, the only guy that was there was an old guy from before. Yeah. We had a thing. We were cool. You know, <laughs> he's, he's like, you know, he's like, uh, I, got, I got these chips from a purple heart type of vibe. <laughs> I if I win tonight, I'm going to go get my purple heart back from the, pa- <laughs> from the pawn shop. It was cool, you know, and it was kind of just a chill. And uh, and it was winding down. I'm like, All right, I'm about to cash out. And then I just hear behind me like, Phil. Phil and it was uh, uh, crew, our crew for this next weekend, Whitefish, Montana, <laughs> January twenty oh, seventh. It was Jay, Rob, oh, uh, and then Chris Jessup, who was on their show that they had just come from. Yeah. His oh, girlfriend yeah, he did say he was going out. There. His girlfriend, and so I get up. I'm hugging them. I'm saying hi, and I'm like, also realizing like I need to be done with my night. As I'm standing yeah. up, I'm like, it's time. I got to go to bed. This yeah. is, I've been here since fucking noon. Holy shit. You know, shit. and yeah, yeah, dude, we yeah. were, I'm like, I got to go. And uh, so I'm cashing out and then they start playing roulette. And then that guy that runs the draft zone. Yeah. He shows up, starts buying everybody drinks. And so, dude, I wound up staying up to like three in the morning. I was, I was yeah. literally like on the craps table, leaning against it. Like, Please just fucking this seven dollar bet lose so I can leave. <laughs> like <laughs> I was just like, please lose, dude. Damn. I gotta go. And uh, anyway, yeah. And then, uh, dude, yeah, it was so funny because Rob Wentz is such a wild animal. Like he was yeah. like, dude, this trip is going really good, man. Like t- tonight, tonight alone, it was so good. I got my rent paid for. I'm like, nice, dude. Then we make our way over to the craps table, and he's pulling out his payment envelope. <laughs> And the, and the and the and the all the guys at the <laughs> all the guys at the crap stable are like, damn, he's got an envelope. And then Rob, you know, Rob, Shit. he's like, yeah, man, I got all kinds of envelopes. We're all making, <laughs> we're all making money today. And he's dabbing up God a stranger. Damn it. You know, <laughs> it's, it's two thirty in the morning. Fuck, Last man. call had way come and gone. He's dabbing this dude up. He's like, we're all making money today. I'm, we're all gonna leave with envelopes baby <laughs> fucking rolls craps out immediately <laughs> it was, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah yeah it was a good time and then it came to me and i'm dude i mean i was in okay shape when they showed up and then mike started buying drinks and i got these dice in my hand and everyone's looking at me and i'm like oh fuck <laughs> <laughs> i fucking throw them off the table <laughs> but by that time you know it's like other people were throwing them off the table and i'm looking at them like oh not so easy <laughs> dude, it, was, it, was, it was it was a lot of fun i uh but dude yeah i i had uh yeah dude it's it was a lot of fun i uh I, I I'm excited. This weekend is going to be a lot of uh, is going to be great. I mean, yeah. it's uh, it's all five of us going to uh, Whitefish. We got a five place. Yeah, I mean, Jay's coming. Me, you, yeah, yeah, Ryan yeah. McComb, Rob Wentz, and Jay Bird. Yeah, we're all uh, going to sardine. It's going to be a man sardine can in my <laughs> truck. All our shit is going to fit in the back <laughs> as long as we all agree to the duffel bag protocol. <laughs> There's a duffel bag protocol. Oh, dude, I, we I, we gotta smash all that shit in. I, I guess I guess I can do a duffel bag. You think so? 
I don't know. I don't even have a duffel bag. Well, <laughs> then you'll be the suitcase guy. <laughs> and so will Ryan probably. I don't know what's going to happen, but we'll fit it in. I fit my, my family of four brings the dumbest shit. We bring like five coolers. <laughs> we never, you know, I'm all, it's so funny because I'm like, we got to bring all these coolers. And then we get there and I'm like, oh, thank God we don't have to spend a thousand dollars in food. <laughs> you know, so if we're, you know, so we're not going to be probably bringing food. Uh, <laughs> But uh, yeah, we got a nice spot. We're going to probably make some food. We got a show and then we're going to yeah. spend the next day there, which I think will be fun. Okay. Uh, Whitefish is a really dope spot. So, uh, so yeah, man, I think, uh, yeah, dude, we're going to, we're going to show these people Whitefish are a real nice time. Hell yeah. Yeah. It'll be good. Do you think you um, would put it in your comedy avalanche like umbrella if it works um, out? Possibly. It's a small community. Okay. You know, in a town of 8,000 people, it's pretty hard to sell 200 tickets, yeah. uh, especially three times a year. Yeah. This is a town of three, 3,300 people, oh, whitefish okay. is. So I don't know. We'll see. You know, and it's so, dude, it's so funny because, like, I think at Sandpoint, we pulled from like Bonners Ferry, Athol, like some of the surrounding communities. Yeah. But, you know, all those communities out there, like, <clears throat> small towns get weird, you know, where they're like, I mean, literally, like, dude, you can go to one small town and then they talk shit about the town eight miles away. Yeah. They're like out here in Pinehurst. We don't take kindly to Liberty people. And you're like, yeah. you all have your earlobes connected to your necks. <laughs> <laughs> you're all cousins. What are you talking about? <laughs> and uh, and that's I think, though, that's kind of the vibe between some of the towns around okay. there. So it's like they're like I think some of, some of the other towns just don't even like people. Don't even come. It's like, you know, there's like people in like parts of Spokane that are like, I just don't go to downtown Spokane. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's kind of like yeah. that vibe because it is a very, I mean, Whitefish is very uh, fancy. Well, and they, but they, what's funny is like all the towns have gotten fancy in the, in yeah. the nice parts of Montana. Yeah. So, yeah, Whitefish is, is pretty dope. Um, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. I mean, that's kind of that was the original goal. Uh, and maybe it will. I mean, it would be I would do it just for the purpose of being able to go there and, and spend time because I like the town so much. Yeah. Uh, but we'll see. Um, I mean, maybe you don't have to, you know, make it uh, three times a year. You could do maybe one or two. Oh, oh I would just do it once. A, I would definitely only do it once. Yeah. I might even take that Sandpoint show down to one. Oh, okay. Yeah, just because it is a, it's a big swing and uh, it's a lot, dude. But has it been hitting though? Yeah, it hit all last year. Okay. Uh, January was pretty good. Uh, it was, and there was a lot of, you know, um, barriers, you know, that, that we came out, that we overcame, yeah. you know, February, February, you might, you know, weather permitting. I think I, February weather's looking good. I just, uh, yeah. you know, you just gotta make sure everything comes. There's people who have been coming to all the shows now too. So yeah. I don't know. I would like to keep doing it in the standpoint, but if these don't, you know, if we don't get one kind of blown out of the park and, you know, I'm bringing Landry all the way up from Vegas in March. Yeah. That's kind of a big one. Monica Nevy's featuring. That's gonna be a big show. Yeah. Like she's, she's she could she could be headline on her own. You know. So yeah. like that yeah. show. I mean, I look at that show and I'm like, that's these are good shows. But, um, but it's just, dude, the the fucking weather is stressful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like worrying about the pass, worrying about snow, worrying about are the planes gonna land? Yeah. All that shit. It's uh, it's you know, it's fun being on this side, that side of comedy, the produ the production side. But, uh, you know, I, it's, you know, I feel like I'm coming close to a period where I might want to record f 
45 minutes or so if I can figure out the the parts of my sets that I need to whittle out. Would you do it at the Panita, one of those theaters? Uh, I don't know. I actually, uh, this is kind of a win recently. Uh, so in April, it was an early announcement, uh, doing a club comedy at the end of April. All right. I'd love to do it at like a Seattle club, you know, like club yeah. comedy or the comedy bar, but I don't know if I'll have the extra 15 minutes or so at that point that yeah. I want to, uh, that would be something club, I've never put out there. You know, club comedy is the way it's, I always think of, you know, the geometry of the room mm -hmm. when it comes to filming and it's it's so tight yeah that those um you would either have to get ways to hang cameras from the top right just so um people can move back and forth right especially the straight on shot would be tough yeah yeah but there's just something about filming in seattle that i think would be yeah. kind of nice um it's because i did a lot there there's a yeah, I just did a gig in West Seattle for the second time, and that room is gorgeous. But I don't yeah. know if it would—it's just a spotlight on you, and it's not really. Yeah, I don't know where the heck even. So, so yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I look at the reality of going through all that shit, trying to film something, and it just feels impossible and potentially pointless. Uh, I mean, so no. you know, I—I I always think about it as um, continual improvement. Yeah, even yeah. you know, even if. You know, like my special uh, has less than a thousand views right now, and I still think um, that it needed to be um, put out just so, uh, one, that's material that, um, you know, pushing away from myself. Right. Because, I, I, you know, when push comes to shove, I'm always bringing it back to to perform. <coughs> right. Like if you're in a, a bar showing it's... And it's getting kind of rough. You're like, all right, let me let me pull out these six shooters. These motherfuckers <laughs> never miss. Yeah, yeah. And it, it keeps me it keeps me right and it keeps me sharp. Uh, but also, and I'm not good at this, man. I, I'll admit it. I'm not good at this promotion. It keeps something fresh that you can um, pump out and yeah. And, and there's push. a aspect of just being relevant. Yeah. I mean, shit, man, you can't, you know, Amanda was like, why do you hear those jokes? Those are good jokes. I'm like, cause I, you know, I have a small radius of performance. Like I go back to some of these venues before 12 months. Yeah. Like I'm not saying that, and I'm not bringing a whole new 45, but if I can bring 15 or 10, it's just something, yeah. you know, to them. And eventually though, that stuff adds up and I'm like, why not yeah. just put that out? You know? Yeah. And, uh, and then hopefully they keep coming out, you know? And, uh, and it uh, it helps the producers. They when if they see new stuff, they're like, okay, cool. Yeah. At least he's not just cranking out the old shit. Because that's and that's not the way. It's I think a lot of producers are like, oh, he's doing his he's doing his yeah. wacky honky tonk tap dance closer. Here we go now. You know, yep. I mean, it, I did I when think, I started. I felt like was kind of the end of the time where you could just rely on forty five minutes for twenty years. Yeah, because I think I, I think one. All those spots that people could make money off of started shrinking. So, you know, you would be going through so many places, you might not get back to that same place yeah. for a year and a half. But now you're getting back to it in a year. People do have a long memory, especially with really, uh, so, you know, like if a joke is, is really good and memorable, 
they will remember it. They almost won it again. Is the funny thing? Yeah, that's I. Yeah, like yeah. So that's that's a uh, that's a, that I, I struggle with that because I'm like, I I want to do good, so I have to do the proven material. Yeah, and so it's it's a weird. I, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna try to go to the open mic tonight maybe mm-hmm. and see what happens. But I don't even. I don't know. I look at it and I'm like, I don't even know. What's I mean, there's one tomorrow, and Ryan's going to that one tomorrow. So that's I think that's the one I'm. All right, maybe I'll go to that. But yeah, man. Well, uh, we're one nineteen. I yeah. probably got to pick up my kid. Yeah, let's wrap this up, uh, dude. Fe- again, February fourth. February fourth. Uh, it is going to be a very good time. We got Rob Wentz as the MC. Did you know that? Yeah. Yeah. So that's going to be uh, top to bottom. Very good show. Come on out. Please uh, come out. It'll be. We gotta prove to Spokane Comedy Club that we can sell at least 250 tickets. We need 250 people. So you guys come out, please. If you don't do this, our comedy careers are over. All right. I, I, that's why I'm not good at promotion. It's either <laughs> the end of the world or no big deal. No, it it is. It'll be over. It will be absolutely over uh, until uh, the following weekend. Yeah. Where I will <laughs> in Hood River and then Pendleton. <laughs> uh, Check all that out on um, philipcopcomedy.com, guys. All right. Love you. Yeah. Stay warm, you big bitches. <laughs>